to Teen Time with Alison Howe. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi, everyone. I'm Sky from Kelly, and today I'm here with Renee. We're really excited to hear about her story and her life growing up here in Hong Kong. So welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you so much for having me. So speaking about what's happening this year, I mean, what is coronavirus or COVID-19 or pandemic, whatever they're calling it these days, what has it got you thinking about? It's the online school thing is okay. Um, <laughs> it's a struggle, but we're all... Everyone in my classes were just trying to do it together. The thing that's angered me most about it or frustrated me most about it is not the fact that, you know, this year has been canceled. and That's obviously upsetting, but it's not the end of the world. There are worse things. Um, but it's a lot of the, the racism towards Asian people that have that's come out. And then I because I identify so strongly as Hong Kong, like from Hong Kong, I know that when I walk around, I don't I won't get in. Like if I'm going to the States, I won't get that same reaction, even though I'm doing the exact same things. I'm wearing a mask and using hand sanitizer. I'm very, very confident of everything because that's what everyone is doing in Hong Kong. As soon as I go to the States, I'm seen as, oh, she's American. She's not from Hong Kong. But my one of my sister's friends goes to, like, attends university, is from Singapore, attends university in the States, and has, like, people have yelled racist slurs at her because she was wearing a mask and using hand sanitizer. All the things that we consider to be normal have been targeted in the States. And it's so upsetting for me because I want to stand up for that. And I do. I haven't been in the States since it's happened. Obviously, I haven't been traveling. But when I go there, I want to stand up for that. But I'm almost afraid that I'm not going to be taken seriously because of what I look like. And people don't see like, oh, she's from Hong Kong. When people look at me, it's, oh, she's American. You know, I want to do more about that. And that's been really difficult for me is seeing all these things online about people who are peers of mine and people from the same community as me, like potentially like my neighbors and stuff that they are facing all these challenges and it, the, treat, just the treatment is not okay at all. And that's what's been, I've been struggling with a lot is how do I help, what do I do about that? Like there's, I feel like there's only so much I can do, but that's always never really gonna be enough, you know? Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people here in Hong Kong have been very cautious, whereas the rest of the world hasn't. I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, being a young person and how this uh, this time is going to affect someone your age? Uh, you said that you were in your last year of high school, right? So how, how do you think it's going to affect you guys? I think it's definitely, it was a shock to all of us. We, Hong Kong has had a really rough school year already. Like I can only really speak for my community, but I think everyone in my school was ready to get back to the normalcy of our daily routine. But I know if you're talking like explicitly within, in terms of our like academic futures, I know that tests can't be taken. GCSEs are probably going to be affected. IB students are just allowed to go back to school, but only year 13 IB students. So you have all the younger kids who are struggling a lot with how they're going to take the test to determine their universities. I've applied to some universities in Hong Kong. I'm in the AP system, and if I get an offer, it's most likely going to be conditional. And I need my AP scores to send to schools. But now that the coronavirus is affecting the U.S., I don't know how a college board is going to handle all of this. I know friends who have conditional offers to universities in the UK. Like we, we don't know what's going to happen. 
especially now that if they've given so many people conditional offers, there's some people who, under normal circumstances, wouldn't meet the scores, conditions of their offer, and then that would kind of weed out who would get accepted. But now that we're all in the same situation and those exams might not happen or they'll be pushed back, what's going to happen come August, September when we're supposed to be going to school? Like next couple of weeks, my university results are coming out and I'm going to find out where I'm going. Um, wow, that's so soon. I know. I think my first one comes out on Sunday. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Very nervous, but it's so much on the fr- like forefront of my mind is I don't know what's going to happen and we all don't know what's going to happen. And it's especially with all the year 13 students is we're all struggling. We, we need something. We need answers and we'll go to our teachers and our administrators and they don't have answers because who does? No one has answers. Yeah, you're right. I don't think anybody really has answers during this time. And I think that that's probably the question mark that everybody's thinking about, right? So in this time, you know, other than feeling really stressed and anxious and waiting for your results, you know, have you been able to find ways to kind of cope with all of this? Yes. My dad does a lot of, he's very active. So he's played basketball his entire life. And what he's been doing recently in the last couple of years is he's decided to become a personal trainer and a nutritionist. So I've been, I love exercising. I've been a competitive swimmer for 12, 13 years. And now that our season has kind of been canceled, like luckily we got like HKAs and like the dip one meets. We got to go to those and compete with all the local schools. But now that that's kind of over, my dad is just like, let's go to the gym. Let's go work out. All right, I have nothing else to do. I've been studying, um, seeing friends a little bit. But other than that, it's like spending time at home. I learned how to make a skirt. I'm sorry, did you say a skirt? Yes. Like as in a piece of clothing? <laughs> yeah, so I went to my mom and I said, hi, I'm bored. Can I make a skirt? And she goes, what? <laughs> so I went to um, Lee Yun Street West in Central and they had a fabric store that I bought fabric and I made a skirt. <laughs> so tell me about the skirt. <laughs> it's pretty much a rectangle with some straps, but I, I've i just been getting to do things I didn't really have time for before, like doing things for myself. So I've been able to read more. I've been exploring passions that I didn't know I had, like clothes making. So have you made anything else other than the skirt? Yeah, I made a matching shirt and it didn't go well. <laughs> The skirt was very easy because it's just a rectangle, but I made one for my friend. Um, I'm going to make one for my sister, and I think that may- might be the end of this, the, <laughs> the clothing making. I think my mom is getting really tired of me asking her to teach me how to use her sewing machine. <laughs> I think it's a great skill. You never know. One day you might need to you know, make clothes for a living, and we might get back into that era. You never know. I'll have the skill. <laughs> I'll learn how to do it. I think Actually, speaking of making making skirts, uh, my mom made my school uniforms throughout my entire school life. Every year, she would make my school uniform, and we would somehow have a different design. I'm not really quite sure why we needed to do that. Maybe I was just picky, but she made all my school uniforms, so you never know. Maybe one day you'll be using the skill for that. I have so much respect for that. I can't make a shirt. It's so difficult. Somehow the proportions are all wrong. I put this shirt I made on and it ripped. <laughs> so it was way too small. But I have the time to learn about those things now and I have the time to explore that. I get to do more service that I'm excited about. I get to do things that I'm passionate about and maybe add a little bit of an expense of my schoolwork. But I think that's cool, though, that you've learned, you know, you've taken this time to learn new things and picked up new hobbies, you know. You said that you were reading. What's uh, what's one interesting book that you've been reading that you would like to share with us? 
I'm in the middle of two books right now. So the first one I'm reading is Catch-22, because it is a classic, and one of my friends has been telling me to read it for years, and I finally got around to it. And the other one I'm reading is called, it's a moral philosophy book called What Do We Owe Each Other? And I'm sorry, Ed, a moral philosophy book? Uh, how did you get inspired to read that? So I was watching a TV show called The Good Place on Netflix. <laughs> and they, one of the characters is a moral philosophy professor. And he posed the question, what do we owe each other? And I watched that episode with my family and I was thinking, hmm, okay, that's cool. I went to bed thinking I would forget about it. And the next morning I was thinking, what do we owe each other? So I found the book that he was talking about and I've started reading it. And... So what do we owe each other, Renee? I have absolutely no idea. I'm maybe 30 pages in. It's a difficult read, but it's it's something that like I'll read on the beach. Because I can. I'll go there and just be in my own world, kind of doing my own thing and learning about something that connects me to other people. That's kind of what I've been focused on recently. It's just other people. That's really cool. Well, hopefully through this podcast, you know, somebody else out there will connect with your story, with what you've been reading um, and some of the hobbies that you've been picking up and maybe be inspired to do some of that. So um, we've been sitting here at a coffee shop. So we've been hearing a lot of uh, coffee making sounds. Uh, There's real nice chill music in the background. And I don't know if some of you might hear kind of like the flipping of a newspaper that's being uh, moved around. But anyway, despite all of this, we've had a really great conversation and it's been really relaxing and it's really been really nice to talk to you as well before we wrap up is there anything that you'd like to share maybe a a top tip you know to share with anybody who's listening particularly during this time um, and what you've been thinking about the COVID-19 or coronavirus yeah I guess the main thing that I've been thinking about is just that we're all going through the same thing every student we're all struggling with online school we're all just trying to get through it and get back to seeing our classmates and teachers every day but I started a lot with taking time for myself and I've finally done that and it's been great. I've been sleeping a lot more, which is fantastic. So I think that my suggestion to everyone is just, it's whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. We can't really control that, but you can control what's happening with you and yourself. So make sure that you're taken care of because the only way, if you're worried about studies, the only way you're gonna be successful in your studies is if you're functioning enough to actually study and to revise. So. The only way you can support other people is if you are solid in where you are. So thinking about that, just take care of yourself. I guess that's my only advice (laughs) for now. Cool. Thank you so much, Renee. It's been great having you. And if you've enjoyed listening, uh, please tune in and we will have more episodes coming out next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.